You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big News Sports. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Our presenting sponsor of the show is Sansing. Union Home Mortgage. Thanks, Hayley. Uh, normally, Fridays, you just kind of cruise and go on into the week. Sometimes we don't get real serious, but there's some serious stuff going on at the University of Alabama, the athletic program, and now it's baseball. And yesterday, I remember distinctly uh, myself being cautious not to say anything that pointed a few fingers at uh, Bo Hannon, Alabama's baseball coach, who was fired yesterday. Well, now it looks like all the evidence in the world supports uh, Alabama pulling the trigger on this situation really, really fast. But, guys, welcome into the show. Let's just check in first of all. Everybody doing okay? Christian, how are you, man? Doing well. I actually went to the baseball game last night, which I had plans of doing before all this kind of was unraveled. And uh, I'll be honest, guys, they played really well. So I, <laughs> I'm a little I'm – little, uh, a little curious of uh, I mean, not, let me not say that, but no, they they really did play really well, and uh, man, I mean, they beat a very good Vanderbilt team. It was yeah. a fun game to watch, and uh, I, I commend those guys to go out there and perform the way they did with so much going on. Because um, I can only imagine what's kind of running through their minds right now. Yeah, and um, you know, it was one of the biggest victories of the year for Alabama baseball, and um, I know it, it thrilled, delighted the crowd. I think for good reason. The uh, none of the coaches or players were available to the media after the game, um, and this all goes back to really what ESPN has kind of been ahead of everybody else in the reporting on this. And what they their reporting is basically this is that uh, that sports book surveillance video from Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati shows a person placing large bets. And this person is on his cell phone and it has been sort of uh, uh, it has been confirmed that he was in direct communication with Brad Bohannon. So how, how how did they how did they arrive at this point? Well, most likely it, it's cell phone records that ping back to Bohannon in Baton Rouge. Um, but you know, simple fact that he was caught red-handed betting on a game involving his team is really mind blowing. Um, and so, if, if it directly tie Bohannon to that sports book. Um, you know, you have to. It raises the question: How long has this guy been doing this? I it mean, raises the question it? on every game they've lost in the last three years. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and look, every student, uh, student athlete has been um, it has been it's been told to the media that that no one has done anything wrong. Um, no one's been suspended. The only person that has suffered consequences has been uh, Bohannon. 
But, um, you know, uh, Greg Sankey is looking into it. I'm certain Alabama is looking into it. Um, you know, uh, Ohio, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Indiana have stopped taking bets on Alabama baseball. I'd, I'd assume that uh, every sports book in the country will have Alabama baseball off the end, uh, off their board uh, if they aren't already. Um, and we'll, we'll see just how, uh, where, where this case goes, but it, it is really one of the more bizarre, Matt, that I can ever remember, um, just reading about, you know, I'm not, I'm not covering it. I just, uh, am, am, am like you guys watching it from afar with my jaw on the ground and <laughs> shaking my head in disbelief. Dumbfounded is the word I'm using because I just, I look at all this information and I just go, why? There's so many questions. Guy makes $500,000 a year. You can't place large wagers on baseball, but they did. Or it's going to, you know, it's going to throw up not yellow flag, red flags. Um, but why did he do this? Did he need the money? Is he? I mean, you got to ask the question, is, does he have a gambling problem? Um, tell you what he's got now, he's got a baseball problem. I don't think he's going to get hired by anybody. Maybe somebody in a minor league pro team will, but, um, and then you, you know, guys, you can't help but do this. And I was reading Mike Rodak's story this morning. Uh, when something like this happens, you automatically, what do you do guys? You recall all the other incidents this year, the unfortunate, uh, murder of Jamia Harris and then Tony Mitchell with a huge pot arrest in florida um and uh the transfer uh jaquan walton arrested with a gun and pot and matt self who's a senior member of the football administration uh, arrested for domestic violence and alabama nationally is getting bludgeoned by critics fans everywhere i mean Christian, you're you're a marketing <laughs> you're a marketing guy in Alabama. How do you get over all this? Well, it's not easy, Matt. Um, that's for one. It's definitely not easy, but um, you just got to do your best to try to uh, bring everybody together and you know hold people accountable to the best of your ability. And uh, as time goes on, you know some of these things will will smooth over. But you're right. There's just been a lot of things it feels like in, in a short period of time uh, one thing after another and it's you know very unfortunate um and you know i don't think it's a testament uh, to the university you know because this is a tremendous university with um you know people of high character and and, and, integ- and, and integrity um you just can't let you know a few circumstances or bad apples kind of ruin that as a whole but it's definitely very tough uh, to give, convince the media of that when it does seem like these things are kind of piling up, but I don't, I don't know. Um, there's, there's not much really they can do, but again, hold these people accountable and try to move forward um, with integrity and, 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 and the best of their abilities. But definitely a lot of issues at hand right now that just seem to be piling up, unfortunately. Yeah. And there are a lot of uh, media outlets that are, or a lot of columnists, I should say that are really targeting Greg Byrne. Uh, because just, you know, in the last calendar year, um, two of the guys that he, that he's hired, right. These are the only two major coaches that have been hired under Burns, uh, tenure at Alabama, um, have had problems, 
right? Nate Oates with the, the perception, at least, that he's uh, he has an out-of-control basketball team. And now with uh, Bohannon, and I know you, it, it, it's hard to thoroughly vet uh, a coach before you hire them. And I'm not saying that Nate Oates necessarily did anything wrong. It's a, it's a national perception, and, and those of us who have sort of lived through it, in, meaning the three of us, um, I think we view Nate Oates in a different way, in a more positive way than the rest of the country does. Um, but, you know, Greg Burns' next major task is going to be hiring Nick Saban's replacement. And so, and, and that may not, right, that will be probably several, several years down the road, maybe, who, who knows. Um, and, you know, guys like Dan Wolken at USA Today um, and I know he's not the most beloved guy in this state. I, I like Dan very much. Um, you know, he has been tweeting about just how they can't let Greg Byrne hire Saban's replacement. They just can't. They can't. Um, you know, I know I know the three of us um, like Greg very much. I, 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 per, I like him on a personal level very much. Um, and I think he is one of the best athletic directors in the country. He's always given me time, whether it was for a story or he has uh, graciously talked to uh, several of my classes, um, and so I, I, I'm not I'm not joining the chorus of, of reporters and columnists saying that Greg Byrne uh, should be you know under fire right now, Matt. I'm just telling you from where I from from the perception that uh, others have that that that's sort of what it is. Uh, again, from different columnists who carry a lot of weight around the country. That's why I said, and, and you're right, you're pointing out the same thing, is that, that nationally it's bad. Um, it's not good in Alabama either, but I think most Alabama faithful still have a lot of faith in in, in, in Greg, in Greg Byrne, and and he'll paddle his way through. Um, but it's it's just, again, I'm looking at some other notes I made this morning. Uh, Bohannon... Uh, played at Vanderbilt. Um, he has a master's degree from Wake Forest. Um, and I just, I failed to be able to reason why he would do something like this because, as I was alluding to earlier, how much money are you really going to make? I mean, you spread it over every book in the nation, maybe, but it just doesn't sound like, in this case, the risk was not even close to being worth the reward and and now I feel for his players, man. But I also said yesterday it'll bond them, and it did last night. What was the final score last night? Uh, did you stick around for the, the final there, Christian? Uh, yeah, I think it was 11-2, Matt. Um, yeah. But, I, but I, I will say, too, though, regarding Greg Byrne, I don't think he should catch too much heat here because, again, I, I mean, he did his due diligence hiding, hiring Brad Bohannon. <clears throat> and he can't control what other people ultimately end up doing in, in regards to um, the unfortunate situation with the basketball team or um, these other things that go on. You know, you can't necessarily put it all on him because um, up to this point, you know, he's hired some very um, high character people. And, and again, uh, other schools hired Brad Bohan and, and he could have very much so been doing the same thing, just wasn't caught. Um, and I know Greg Byrne personally. Um, he's an outstanding man, uh, outstanding family man. He's so generous and kind with his time to the student athletes and does right. everything he can to put people in, posi in position to succeed. So I, uh, 
I, I, I'm going to be one of those guys. I'm going to have his back on this one. You know, I, I don't think he should be catching so much heat in the media, but. Um, I, Christian, I, I agree 100%. I, I hope that, that I didn't give off the perception that. It, no, that, no, no. I, that, I'm saying yeah. like the national media that are you yeah. know, putting it all on him. No, not, not you, Lord. I, I, I do have a question for you guys, and let's get to it on the other side. Well, actually, I know we have a guest coming, but I want to get to it at some point. Would people feel different about Bohannon if he had bet Alabama to win, not to lose? And that, that question came from uh, Robbie Glenn, who we had on yesterday. I, I think it's a real um, interesting one and one that we can probe later on in the show. Yeah, we need to do a deep dive on that. In fact, our first hour is loaded with guests. We need to talk some regions golf, championship golf. Uh, Gene Hallman, um, the president, CEO, and uh, chief cook and bottle washer for um, – Bruno's event team is going to join us on the other side of this break. Bottom of the hour, Mr. College Football. Tony Barnhart's going to be with us. You got a loaded show. It's Big Noon Sports. From T Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The sky mostly cloudy. The high today, 75. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow warm, a mix of sun and clouds. A chance of scattered showers and storms. The high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You're listening to Big Sports. Matt Coulter along with Christian Miller and Lars Anderson in addition to our guys at Tide. I know Joe Gaither there is uh, probably alongside Aiden who helps us out as well. We're efforting Gene Hallman as you can imagine 
you know, this guy is incredibly busy, especially this time of the year, because you got the golf and you got SEC baseball and his event team manages those events and has done so for decades uh, in admirable fashion. But since we're trying to get him on the phone, Lars, let's go back to your question. I'll, I'll start real quick here. It doesn't make all the difference in the world because gambling is gambling. But I think it's one of the things that probably helped Pete Rose out a little bit. He was always betting on his team. When you're betting on the other team, that's that's serious, Lars. Yeah, I think it um, it it fundamentally changes uh, how we view what he did. I mean, if he is trying, and it's, this is what it appears. Right, that he was trying to manipulate the action in order to lose the game. Um, you know, you're you're robbing one. You're robbing the integrity of the game, but you're robbing these these young men of a chance to do something special. And and you not only are you uh, not giving your team the best chance to win, you're actually undermining your chance to win. And that is just. Uh, the opposite of what athletics is all about. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I do think it would make a difference. I mean, and frankly, I think Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame, by the way. Well, that's a, I don't, but, um, that's not the topic right now. <laughs> we finally, yeah. we've ta- we finally have Gene Hallman right now. And of course, uh, he's the president and CEO, uh, Brumos event team. You're not busy at all right now, are you, Gene? No, all is good. I was fascinated by your uh, conversation there. I, I picked up bits and pieces of the news here lately, but I had not heard that part. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is there is more than just a little evidence that he was betting on the other team. Uh, but I'm betting on you next week. Uh, plan on being out there. Just uh, give us the scope of what's happening next week as far as uh, the uh, Regents Classic, the championship is going to be going on. Well, Matt, it's hard to believe because you've been here for all of them, but this is the 31st edition of this golf tournament. Raised more than $20 million to charity. Um, We have seven Hall of Famers in the field. Um, We've got some great celebrities playing in the Pro-Am on Wednesday. And uh, it's a major championship on the Champions Tour. It's one of only five majors on the Champions Tour. And uh, so it's got some extra meaning for the players. And weather looks good thus far. And we expect very big big crowds as usual here at Greystar. Gene, what is the uh, biggest hurdle logistically in, in putting this tournament together? Well, Lars, when you when you do a golf tournament, obviously you're you're building the infrastructure from the ground up. When you go to a stadium, it's there. Uh, so you you're having to put in place all the hospitality structures, the bleachers, all the underbelly of the event with the generators and the back of house stuff for catering. Uh, then you got to deal with parking and. When the golf course was built, they didn't necessarily have any of that in mind. And then you've got a membership out at the club that you want to make sure that you uh, take care of and are respectful of their club. So a lot of the work has to be done in a stealth manner to make sure that you're not 
ruining their member experience. So it's it's quite a challenge, but what we have going for us here is a great club. And secondarily, uh, we've been here for so many years, not all 31 years, but most years we've been right here at Greystone. You mentioned celebrities. Who, who do we have this year? Well, Coach Saban is not playing for the first time since uh, the inception of the event. He has a, a conflict. But Coach Kirby Smart, we've got uh, um, Hugh Freeze playing. He played when he was at Ole Miss, uh, so he's coming back. Uh, we've got Trent Dilfer from UAB, Coach Nate Oates, um, Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley, Dale Murphy. Uh, so many guys like our age growing up in the South. <laughs> Dale is an icon. Uh, and, and so we have a great group of celebrities that will tee off anywhere from 8 a.m. Um, to, to, to 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Was this part of your dream? Did you envision this 31 years ago? No. I It's, it's, uh, it's a real blessing, Matt. When I came here, I was 31 years old, and I just assumed that I'd be here a couple of years and move on to the next tour event, whatever that may be. And I fell in love with this place and then uh, formed my company. And we were able to go out and do other sporting events of a wide variety, not only here, but across the country. But I'm often asked, what is the most favorite event that I have? And it's like, well, what's your most favorite child? But this would be it. Um, this is what got us our start, and there's just so many memories. I, you may remember in 1992 when we had the first event that Bob Hope hit the first shot of the Pro-Am, and I was telling the young people in the staff meeting, and like 90% of the young people went, who's Bob Hope? <laughs> <laughs> so I felt pretty old at that point, but that just shows you the longevity of this uh, this event, we go back to Bob Hope. Uh, Gene, uh, you you and I have become friends over the years, bumping into each other at our favorite bagel place, uh, Crestline Bagel, there in <laughs> Cahaba Heights. That's right. Um, uh, what is an event? And and, and you are uh, you're so important to the sports scene in Birmingham. And you've been the driving force behind bringing so many different events. Is there one event uh, that that got away, like your white whale that you couldn't land? And uh, and and what is an event in the future that you have an eye on, if there if there is one, or if you can share it? That's a great question, uh, Lars. You may remember the '99 Women's World Cup, where Brandy Chastain and the Rose Bowl kicked the winning goal to win the World Cup, and she took off her shirt, and she had the sports bra underneath. And what a seminal moment for women's athletics. We were going to be a part of that. We weren't going to be the final, but we are going to be a part of that. And um, I walked away because I didn't think the numbers were good. And that event ended up being a 30 for 30. And I'm like, wow, what, what was I thinking? Um, and then to continue on the, the soccer theme, we won't be a, a venue for the 26th World Cup because they've already selected those venues. But I want to work with Jay Heaps at the Birmingham Legion 
and come up with some ways to be heavily involved in the World Cup, either through hosting a country, and let's go for the best, like England or, or Argentina, where they would base out of Birmingham and travel to the various World Cup venues or have some friendlies at Protective Stadium that lead into the World Cup, just to be a part of what is arguably the biggest sporting event in the world held every four years. I mean, there are many with, that would say it's bigger than the Olympics. Gene, um, what do you got moving forward? Got some baseball? What other events are you going to be managing here? Well, we just finished with IndyCar this past weekend, which was a smashing success. Our biggest crowd in more than a decade. Our TV ratings on network TV were the highest we've had in the history of the event. Got SEC baseball coming up at the end of this month. And then we go on the road with PGA Tour events around the country. And then we start getting ready for uh, game day operations for the University of Alabama, Auburn, UAB, Alabama State. And we're talking to the school up in Knoxville about helping them with their game day operations. So that's a part of our business where we manage all the operations outside the stadium uh, to make the fan experience better. That's a part of our business that's really growing. You've done wonderful things for this city, and we thank you. And I want to thank you personally for what you did at Barber's and your involvement with Children's Hospital. My grandson, Cole Murphy, was a part of that. He got to ride in the car, sit in the car. He was a crew chief. And um, he is a cancer survivor from leukemia. Uh, that hospital means millions and billions. You can't even go deep enough and, and praise the Children's Hospital. But you, you guys brought them on board, and I just thought that was fantastic. So for me personally, thank you, Gene. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Lars. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks, Gene. Really appreciate it. As always. Coming up next, Mr. College Football. Sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. If I go on the market, I'll prove it. So I, I don't see any other way because anything that you would do to get a handle on this would restrict salaries, and then you're in violation of antitrust law. Well, and now that it's been established, it's a toothpaste and a tube thing because I don't, you, you, sure. you can't do some of these things. Tony, what do you think about the new playoff structure coming up in 24? Uh, is it a good thing for college football? 
Oh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great thing for college football because more people get to come to the party. And that, that's always been the problem with the 14 playoff is, is you had, you had, we had one stretch there, guys. I think the first seven years of the playoffs, you know, there were 28 bids given out to the playoffs, 28 total. Five schools had 22 of those 28. And that's, no, that, yeah. that's just not what we need more people involved. Now, are you going to have blowouts? Yeah, but you're going to have to get over that. More people need to be able to participate, and I think it's going to be good. And I think when we get down to November, where we're normally talking about when there's only four teams, that means we're talking about six, seven, eight teams with a shot to make it to the Final Four. Now you're going to have 20, uh, 20, 25 teams that are in the hunt to uh, get into the 12-team playoffs. So I, people, people are going to have to adjust, but I think it's going to be great. Tony, uh, with Georgia winning the last two national championships, it's pretty clear that the roles of Alabama and Georgia have been flipped. Uh, what's your assessment of the state of the Alabama program? Uh, I wish they were a little bit better quarterback because uh, they've had they've had an unprecedented run of quarterbacks at Alabama, and now it just appears that you know I think it's going to work out, but I don't. Uh, I don't think they have as much talent there as they've done in the past. Uh, I think the Alabama's, but I, I just get this sense about Alabama, even though you look at it on paper and you wonder if they're the best team in the West, I just think they're going to find a way to beat LSU and, um, and, and to get back into the SEC West. Now, when the, if they play Georgia and Atlanta, that's going to be the interesting game. Was Hugh Freeze a good hire at Auburn, and what do you expect from them this year? What's, what's a legitimate record? And then moving forward, is he going to become the foe that he was in Oxford? Well, I thought, I thought Hugh, Freeze, Hugh Freeze was the clear, clear front runner. Should have been. Uh, it, it's, it's the match that they need. They need somebody with a great mind on offense. They need somebody who can develop quarterbacks. And I thought Hugh Freeze was absolutely the perfect fit. Now, he's got to go out and recruit, and he's got to go out and find himself enough, uh, the kind of quarterback that he wants. But he's got a great track record at developing quarterbacks, and I think he'll do the same. Now, well, is that going to be good enough uh, for uh, Robbie Ashford and those guys? Well, we'll see. But uh, there's no question that Hugh Freeze is the right fit at Auburn. Uh, with uh, with all the conference expansion, do you f- foresee just a time when we basically get down to two or three conferences, say the, 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 the Big Ten and the SEC for sure, and then maybe the ACC? I don't see that happening just yet because we, we, the thing that's got to play out is what is the Pac-12 going to do, all right? Are they going to sit tight at a school or two and see how it plays out? Uh, it, what if this TV contract they're working on now doesn't pan out and all of a sudden you got four teams that want to go to the Big 12? That part, of, That's the piece of the puzzle that has to play its way out. But I think uh, you're definitely going to have the SEC. SEC and the Big 10 are going to stand above all else. That doesn't mean the other teams can't, the other conferences can't compete. But uh, you're talking about, you know, $100 million a school once these TV contracts get rolling. That's, that's a huge difference. 
Tony, we'll wrap up here. I'm going to ask you a very unfair question, but you're able to handle it, I'm sure. You've covered college football in so many outstanding coaches and players. Can you name two or three that just fascinates you even today? Uh, Steve Spurrier is one of the most fascinating people that I've met in this business. Because he, he, other than Bear Bryant, he changed the dynamic of the Southeastern Conference and the way the game was played. Uh, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed in my career getting to know Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban is one of the most misunderstood people. Uh, the guy's really got a great sense of humor. And if you talk to him about ball, football, he'll talk with you all day. It's just all this, uh, this other stuff. Uh, I have enjoyed what, what has been neat for me is I've had the opportunity to cover players who later became friends. Danny Werfel is now a good friend of mine. Uh, he plays in he plays in my charity golf tournament every year, and I do some public things, public uh, appearance things with him. Uh, these the guys at Georgia, uh, Matt Stinchcomb, a uh, Hall of Famer, a guy that I covered. I've gotten to know really, really well. And guys like Aaron Murray, and so that that's been kind of a neat thing. Uh, if for players that I covered to later become friends. When you say the cover is out now, <laughs> the actual context is out in October. Yeah. Uh, October 15th is the, is the release date. I hope to get some books before that, but I've gotten a very good response, uh, from my hometown. And it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not just about the football team. It's about the social upheaval and all the things that were going on in the late sixties and early seventies. And, what that was all about. You know, there's some, there's some, there's some difficult things to write about in the book. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I enjoyed doing it. And, uh, and the fact that I was able to go back and, uh, we only had 19 players, 15 of us are still alive. I was able to interview the other 14 guys and then family members of the guys who were deceased. And, uh, it was an incredible experience just, just to do that part of it was just a, incredible experience and uh, there's some guys on that team charles turner being one of them who came over from the african-american school and here it is 52 years later and charles and i are very very good friends that's what sports can do and i know you will capture it in print tony thank you let's catch up again over the summer appreciate your time all right guys always good to talk to you thank you tony good guy to say the very least Hey, when we get back, I'm going to go 50 years into the past and talk about one of the more amazing athletic achievements this planet has ever seen. That's pretty big time, and, and it was, and I'll tell you in just a few minutes. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Ace in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. 
across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The sky mostly cloudy. The high today 75, the low tonight 58. Tomorrow warm, a mix of sun and clouds, a chance of scattered showers and storms. The high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, back on Big Nick and Sports. Appreciate everybody joining us. And uh, wanted to jump to this before uh, we get back to the top of the hour. I'll also let you know that Mike Rodak, who has been on top of the story concerning Alabama baseball and the firing of Brad Bohannon will be with us uh, at 1.30. So that's something to stay tuned for. But I read this morning that this is the 50-year anniversary of one of the greatest athletes this planet has ever seen. Three-year-old Secretariat won the Kentucky Derby and then went on to win Preakness and the Belmont. The records he set in all of the Triple Crown events stand today. The horse was huge. His heart was huge, both literally and figuratively. And watching him at the Belmont win by 31 lengths is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen, not just in horse racing, Lars, in all sports. I might have lost Lars. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, William Knack was one of my all-time favorite writers at Sports Illustrated, and he became a mentor of mine. And he always told me that his all-time favorite athlete was Secretariat. And he happened to be on the farm in Kentucky the day that Secretariat died. And um, and he was there uh, for, uh, I think they called the necropsy. And, and that was when they found out that Secretariat's heart was twice the size of a normal horse's heart. And, um, and, and I'll never forget, there's a bill just, he, he wrote just a, uh, it might be one of the most famous pieces in the history of Sports Illustrated. But uh, when he got the call that, uh, that about Secretariat's heart, he was just in his hotel room and that, you know, and, and, and it was, again, twice the size. He wrote in Sports Illustrated, I'll still remember this. He said, I'd only cried once in my adult life, and that was the day that my wife and I got divorced. When I got the news from about Secretariat, I put the phone down, put that my hands or put my face in my hands and sobbed like I've never sobbed before. And that was the kicker of the story. And I can't I mean, I can't believe I remember it. And that's almost verbatim right there. But um, this just that tells you the impact that Secretariat had on so many. I mean, we're talking about uh, one of the most famous sports writers of all time. And that's how we felt about Secretariat, Matt. 
Secretary was 19 when he passed away. You're right. It was in Paris, Kentucky. His uh, slope croup, which is, uh, in a sense, his kind of his hindquarters, were so huge that it enabled his back legs to get further up underneath him when he was in a full gallop. That and uh, his huge heart uh, allowed him to just set records that we may never see uh, eclipsed in our lifetime and, and maybe ever. But it was just an incredible horse. One of the things I remember, if you'll recall, many, many years ago, ESPN did a top 100 athletes, and they like would do one a day for three months. And Secretary was one of them, and deservingly so. Um, never seen a three-year-old like that, and like I just said a minute ago, to be repetitive, I don't think we ever will, Lars. Just, and, and 50 years ago, he, uh, he won at Churchill Downs. Yeah, you know, Matt, I've been searching for my next book and, you know, there hasn't been anything written on Secretariat in in terms of long form for a while. And you may just have given me an idea. Who, who was his jockey? Do you know? Oh, geez, I might have to look it up. This may be a carryover to the second hour. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, Secretariat, he just, uh, Secretariat captivated the sporting world. Uh, I think you'd have to go all the way back to Seabiscuit. And that was another um, tremendous horse, a lot, lot smaller. But anyway, uh, coming up next hour, we're going to pick up the Brad Bohannon story, do a deeper dive. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, um, our, our buddy at AL.com, Mike Rodak, Rodak will be in to fill in some of the blanks. It's all continuing just after one on Big Noon Sports. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. probably seen their clothing around town on game days but check out christopher mobley on the strip it's luxury game day apparel redefined it's the only place in town where you can find todd hoops apparel clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur golf enthusiast and athleisure fanatic they've got peter millar viore grayson and mizzen and and if you haven't tried the mizzen and dress shirts you've got to you can find them at 1410 university boulevard on the strip also they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop so check out christopher mobley luxury game day apparel redefined from our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. 
Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives. But it won't have the last word. We will. Across Alabama, thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction, ASME certification, I-beam installation, fabrication. If you're building for the ground up, let's build something together. We have a crane and we will travel, not just throughout our community, throughout the state of Alabama and our neighboring states. It's Brian Harden Construction, up to 320-ton cranes available Welding fabrication, reverse engineering, CNC machines, Brian Harden Construction here in Tuscaloosa off of Foster's Industrial Drive. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. Hey, the gang is all here. We appreciate you dialing us up on the Friday afternoon. And, uh, of course, we are being presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. We appreciate her contributions to the show. We always say about sponsors, and it's true from NASCAR to Big Noon Sports, you just don't survive without them. Uh, a final note, we were talking about Secretariat 50 years ago, won the Kentucky Derby. The jockey was Ron Turcotte, um, and I wouldn't have gotten that in a million years. But um, he rode all three legs of the Triple Crown. He's 81. He's still alive. Book signings. But here was his quote about Secretariat. Riding him was like flying a Fighter, fighter jet compared to an ordinary airplane. Um, wow. In the most flattering way possible. He was a beast, Lars. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I said, uh, it's, you know, another thing that Bill Knack taught me was to view the, the, the individual horses, especially the great ones, as athletes. And, uh, and, and that is sort of the approach that he took and another great uh, writer who, who loves, and it's interesting. Uh, many of the best sports writers throughout history, their favorite sport to cover was horse racing. And I think it's because there's just something majestic about it. And, uh, and, 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 and again, Tim Layden, he also taught me to view horses as athletes and no you're not going to be able to go interview them in the paddock after the race (laughs) but um you know what what is it about a horse that 
just gives it that competitive spirit, right? That they're, they are not going to get beat. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. There's, there's just a, there's so much that goes into it. It's a sport that I still don't understand that well. Um, I've never been to the Kentucky Derby. I've always wanted to go. Me. Uh, um, yeah, I've always wanted to be on the infield though, to be honest, just to be, you know, enjoy the whole scene, uh, have, have some mint juleps. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's, a uh, that, that would be a bucket list destination. We were talking about that the other day. What sport, what sporting event and, uh, Kentucky Derby for sure. Christian, do you even remember, I know this is not a slap in any direction at all, but I know you've read about him. What do you think when you hear the word secretariat, the name? Secretariat? Yeah. The horse. Do you even know? Would I be honest, Matt? I don't know. <laughs> uh, 50 years ago, he won the Kentucky Derby and then went on to win the Belmont and the Preakness. And uh, believe me, that was probably close. Your father was probably uh, in elementary school. So it's no surprise that it didn't come to immediate recall. Lars, ask the question you concerning Bohannon uh, and managing a game, betting, winning, and losing. Pose that again to both of us. Yeah, um, and this actually came from Robbie Glenn, former Alabama player who we had on yesterday, is would we view the actions of Brian Bohannon in a different light if he had bet on Alabama to win uh, rather than lose? And, And certainly all indications right now are that he bet his team to lose. Um, do you think that would change the perception that fans, uh, not only Alabama fans, but just sporting fans around the country would have of Bohannon? And Matt, I'll, I'll go to you first and, and let Christian think about it for a second. Yeah, I said this briefly last hour. I'll go into a little bit more depth here. But I think there's it's bad all the way around. Gambling, gambling on your team to win or lose is bad, bad, bad. But betting on your team to lose, um, you lose all respect, integrity, anything else that uh, you can think of. And as I said earlier, uh, that risk is not worth the reward. I don't know how much money he made. And all the questions open up again to how many games did he do this to? Um, It's just an incredible story. But I think it's a significant difference betting on the other team as opposed to your own christian no i have to agree with you um i mean if i was a player i'd be frustrated either way i guess yeah it is a, a, I, I hate to even say a little bit better right if he's betting on you to win um but i, I just think yeah you know but it is i guess it is a little bit better but i'm just thinking man just to know your coach was betting on you to lose um that just has to be just a, a tough pill to swallow and um I'm just thinking about all the hard work and effort you put into this stuff. These guys are, you know, probably having hopes and dreams of playing at the next level. Um, and just to think that the guy who's supposed to be in your corner in charge, in command, um, is taking it upon himself to to make gambling bigger than your future, um, the pride of your team, the honor of the sport. I just can't really wrap my head around that. But to answer your question, um, I'll be honest. I think it's just pretty, pretty bad either way. I don't think there's, yeah, I mean, I I was about to say, I guess 
sure, slightly better because it's, hey, at least the guy's supporting you while he's doing um, this illegal gambling activity. But at the same time, I mean, wrong is wrong, and it's just taking away the integrity of the game. And look, they if they punish they punish these these football players for just doing parlays on other teams, you know, to get them out of the whole season and miss out on all this. I say you got to hold this guy accountable. I mean, I, this is bad, man. I mean, a head coach of an SEC program involved in gambling against his own team. I mean, if Calvin Ridley, those guys had to pay such a steep price, he's going to have it. You, look, man, you know, he's, he's going to be held accountable. Yeah, and um, he is. He is. And I, I don't know if there's potential – uh, legal ramifications uh, involved in this, but uh, I think this has unfortunately the potential to be one of the bigger scandals, certainly in college baseball history, Matt. Um, when you, I, I mean, I've never heard of this. It, you know, I've never heard of this in any sport. Well, the only thing I can think about is it was point shaving uh, Tulane and Boston College. But that that didn't involve a coach. No, it didn't. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I've never heard of a, a a coach actively trying to get his team to lose. Yeah. In because he's betting. I mean, there's either like there's either a serious gambling problem, a serious debt, yeah. or or I mean, your your imagination can run wild with what all the issues that could be going on here, right? And I mentioned... All right, guys. I mentioned... What's, what's, the, over under the, what's the over-under that he was doing this previously? No pun intended. I mean, like, do I, y'all think... <laughs> y'all think, do y'all think this is something new, or do you think abs- he's been doing this? Absolutely not. Was this his first time? No way. Dude, I mean, I, I don't have he any... Proof, I don't have any... I don't have any proof of that, but if you're going to be wagering a, a, a big sum of money... It's either because you have a massive problem or a massive debt. I mean, it's so it's either or. Right. And so but in either of those situations, you have done it before. Now, has they done it on his own team? Who knows? But um, I I don't know. I I think a, a larger issue to come out of this, Matt, is with the proliferation of legalized gambling across the United States, are is this sort of a tip of the iceberg kind type of yeah, thing? Yeah, I hope not. I, I hope mean, not. Be, just because, look, especially like in individual sports, like tennis. I know they monitor tennis very closely because it's easy for a tennis player to throw a match. Right. And then make it look like uh, just having a bad day because it's just one person involved. But, um, you know, I, I wonder now if uh, investigators or the SEC office or, or even Alabama will go back in, in its an, uh, investigation of, of this incident, uh, of this scandal and really analyze uh, Coach Bohannon's decisions, you know, not only this year, but maybe the previous year. Um, I I mean, it just, it it throws everything into question, Matt. Who knows? I mean, you would want to think that this was, yeah, an isolated incident, but sort of, to me, that seems more far-fetched than the opposite. Do you agree, Matt? 
Yeah, um, and you brought up something as well as Joe Gaither uh, about the legal issue here because I wonder if Coach Bo could end up, you know, doing jail time. But another thing, and I just, this literally popped into my cranium. Uh, what about civil? What if you're a player that ended up in a game that you ended up losing and maybe you lose your status? What if you're a fan that's been paying season tickets um, for for two and a half years and you find out you're going to watch a game that was being thrown? Um, I, I think the legalities of this will fan out here in the next days, weeks, years. I don't know. But that's got to be very, very troublesome as well because uh, did he break the law? That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd know. imagine so. There's got to be something, right? I mean, he certainly I guess maybe does. not. But it, isn't that would, – would that not fall in the lines of some type of insider trading or something like that? Fraud maybe? Fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe is just telling us that it's fraud. Um, I, I'd have to look into that. Um, and I'm sure reporters are looking into it as we speak. I mean, you know, the guys at AL.com, Mike Rodak included, are absolutely digging, digging, digging. And, 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 uh, and so is ESPN. And once again, you know, the, uh, the attention of, of national reporters around the country is focused squarely on Tuscaloosa uh, and not for a positive reason. Yeah. Nationally, Alabama's taking a you-know-what whipping. I think locally people that know Burn and, and have a little bit more uh, knowledge about the, the athletic program and so forth um, are, are not giving this a pass, but maybe they understand it better. But if you're – if just uh, – this is a PR question, guys. If, if, if you're Greg Byrne, do you – do, do you what's your next move? I mean, do you do hold a press conference and do you, you try to be as transparent as possible and and share what you know? But the, the I guess the issue is I don't know how much he can share because there's going to be uh, legal issues involved and you don't want to um, compromise your, 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 yourself in a legal perspective by uh, revealing some type of information. So, but, but the, okay, so the question is, sorry, I'm just like thinking this through as we're talking, but the question, Matt, is what should Greg Byrne do from a PR standpoint next? What should his next move be? I, I think he should probably just kind of, if if uh, this is poor choice of word, he's probably just kind of plead the fifth. There are so many legal ramifications, uh, moral and ethics uh, violations, uh, and I mentioned the, the possibility of civil suits. Um, and and you can say I can't say anything, and I think that's what Burns should do. Is it's this this particular s- situation is so complicated. That we're going to have to, we're going to have to work through it before we can really make comment. Now, I want to, uh, Christian, you're going to have to sit through the break, but I want to set up a Q and A Q&A with you just real quick um, on how you would handle it as an athlete, and we'll do that on the other side of this break. Mike Rodak will join us at the bottom of the hour from AL.com to talk about this subject and a few more. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. From 
T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, to 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The sky mostly cloudy. The high today 75, the low tonight 58. Tomorrow warm, a mix of sun and clouds, a chance of scattered showers and storms. The high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joe Gaver brings up yet another good point. What about the casinos? Oh, golly, this thing has so many different avenues. It's incredible. You're listening to Big Noon Sports, Matt Coulter, Christian Miller, along with Lars Anderson. Christian, I'm, I'm going to play, uh, we're going to do a mock Q&A here, okay? Uh, it's unfair, but that's what you're here for, because you can handle it. So you're, uh, you're still an active athlete at Alabama. A reporter asks for an interview with you and comes up to you and says, what do you think about what's happening with the Alabama baseball program and the firing of Coach Bo. Yeah, I'm just going to be very brief um, and just say that, look, this is an ongoing investigation. Um, I can't speak on these things uh, currently, um, and I'm just going to let the people in charge of these things uh, do their due diligence and, and handle this investigation, and that's all I can comment this time. I think that's the best approach to these things, basically piggybacking off what you said, Matt, if I was Greg Byrne, I would do the same thing. I think one thing we've learned and they've learned, um, even if you take a look back on the unfortunate incident with the basketball program, is be very brief. You know, let the investigation take care of itself. Um, the, the light will come out and, and you let that 
you know, you, you let that handle itself, right? You don't have to go and say too much or do too much. But I think the, also, the other thing they also learned was um, if there's anybody in question involved with any of these situations, it might just be best to play it safe. And while there is an ongoing investigation or what have you, let let that take care of itself and remove any individuals or what you feel you need to remove for the time being um, while it's being addressed and handled. That That's the way yeah. I would approach it. That's what I would handle. And I think that's one thing they probably will do, you know, going forward. At least I think that was one of the biggest things they learned was um, just play it safe, guys, even if. There's, you know, you have a strong inclination and in, in the gatherings you found doesn't necessarily mean an individual, um, whether it be a coach, player, uh, staffer, whoever it be, uh, might have some type of um, involvement in any, you know, large situation, large scale situation. Just be safe and remove them temporarily while the investi- investigation is ongoing. That way, um you're not you're not creating any more controversy in the process of that, even though you see what I'm saying. So yeah. let me give you an example just so like say. And again, I, I think at this point, there's a lot of evidence, at least now pointing to, you know, Brad Bohannon being uh, more than likely guilty of these things. Uh, but just say um, there wasn't. I probably would remove Brad Bohannon for the time being temporarily even if he was clean as a whistle while the investigation was ongoing, just to play it safe, you know, not cause any more, you know, throw any more gas in the fire, so to speak. Um, and that's how I would handle it. Just seeing the way other things have been handled and other things that transpired. That's one thing I've learned. And I feel like others around the university probably have learned that lesson as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, you know, I, I, I think you're referring to uh, the Nate Oates situation. And remember, he was giving a press conference while the preliminary hearing was going on at, in the Tuscaloosa courthouse. And he wasn't aware that Brandon Miller was at the scene. And that ended up really coming back to bite him. Right. Because then a reporter left the courthouse. And I, I believe I forget who it was, but I think we had that reporter on from the Tuscaloosa thread. Um, and, and and anyway, the whole thing got somewhat bungled because Coach Oates didn't have all the information that he needed. Right. And I think it, he it was done. Uh, he held that press conference uh, out of uh, a, a strong desire to be as transparent as possible and to be as accommodating to the press and media as as possible, which he has, right? He had a, a, a really a great reputation for that. And in in the end, I, I think it, it kind of bit him, right? Because he ended up having to backtrack some comments, really that weren't his fault, but it was just the uh, timing was uh, horrible for him. And so there there should be a lesson learned from that. You know, as a, as a writer and reporter, I always want, of course, the key figures in a uh, situation like this to step forward and talk as much as possible. But if I were advising them <laughs> on what you should do and not necessarily to please the reporters, it would be to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Just like if, That's if it, 
if any if anybody hey here's free piece of advice ever get if you ever have any dealings with the well never mind i won't go there but uh no 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 you're just just spot on no that's that's very sound advice because you're 100 right when you're when you're in trouble whether it's with the police or with some other uh authority figure keep your mouth shut until you can get advice from people who are experts in the field, right? No, no. Too often. I, I, I respect Go ahead. you. Yeah, no, I just was going to agree with you. I agree completely because I respect you from, you know, your media standpoint. Obviously, you would love as much detail as possible. You you love the transparency. And it's just kind of funny how it works because, you know, you would think being transparent, upfront, honest um, is the way to go because – that's human nature to, to, to be those things is, is, you know, is doing the right thing, right? You're held in a high regard when you do those things. However, the issue with the media is you have to, it's a very fine line, right? And you, and you would think that being honest and transparent would get you further. But unfortunately, sometimes with dealing with the media, and that's why there's all types of media training that, that us athletes go through um, just because you have to walk a fine line with the media. And, you know, sometimes, being too honest and transparent, even though that's the right thing to do in a regular walk of life and regular conversations and relationships, it's not always the right thing to do with the media. And just because the way things can be misconstrued and, and, and twisted and turned. And, you know, again, especially when things are active and ongoing, um, sometimes it's best just to be brief okay. and say, you know, you can't speak on this currently. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's also honesty. You know, it is active and ongoing. And you really can't speak on on these things right now. So no, I I respect you saying that, Lars. Because again, as as a media member, usually you guys are, or I guess I should say we I do media now too. But you know, you want every detail and you, you want you know yeah. the, the the juicy story. But from the athlete's perspective, you got to learn, man. Hey, I mean, again, because like, they bring people in to to teach us these things. And even before we go do a press conference, if there's, and and fortunately, I haven't been in a situation where we've had, uh, we never really had any crazy controversy going on that we really had to be prepped for but say there was a comment made by another school about us or a player they would even brief us on that before we do our interviews right like they would give us a heads up hey you know they might ask you about this player saying this about coach or saying this about the team uh just you know deflect it talk about the team talk about the positive things they they that's how alabama alabama at least alabama football typically handles uh, the media relations with their their, their guys, and uh, has always benefited us because it helps us stay out of um, those positions where we're kind of in a vulnerable spot, being you know too transparent, too honest, and, and digging ourselves in the hole. You know, you know, Christian. Uh, I know we need to go to a break in a second, but uh, one time uh, a book of mine was released, and a very prominent reporter. Uh, did a piece on the book and myself and uh, he interviewed me we spoke over the phone for like two hours and I could not believe how many times he misquoted me he quoted me as saying I went in quotes he quoted me as saying I went to the University of Nebraska I didn't go to the University of Nebraska I went to college and he quoted me as saying I went to the University of Nebraska. And that was just the, 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 the first of like 30 times he misquoted me. 
And again, this guy, he's like on national television and, and I just, I couldn't believe it. And then it really got me thinking, gosh, do, does this happen a lot with athletes? Like, oh like, man, all the time, like literally all the time. And, and, I don't, and I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I don't think they're doing it intentionally. I think unfortunately they're trying to pump stories out. They're trying to be quick and they just don't necessarily catch some of these errors but you're right it happens so frequently you're just like come on man like it's it's, it's not you just play the recording back and just listen to it and you'll you'll hear yeah. exactly what i said <laughs> and, yeah. and here's part of the problem was and i know you'll uh, you'll agree there aren't editors anymore uh, and that's yeah. a big deal uh hey uh mike rodak knows a lot more about this topic and we will continue to talk to him on big noon sports From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, you're back on sports. Christian Miller, Lars, and now John Mike Rodak. Uh, Mike, man, you've been on top of this story, and I know you're busy. I appreciate you taking just a couple of minutes to be with us right now. Uh, we could keep you for three hours and, and, and go into Ryan's show. But um, I'm going to ask just the simple but most difficult question to answer. Did Coach Bo bet on baseball or have someone place bets for him? And was it on the other team? So in this case, and we don't know whether it was actually, if it was someone else betting completely for their own profit, with contact with Bohannon or if it was someone in contact with Bohannon betting for the profit of both of them taking a cut, essentially Uh, that detail. We don't yet know whether Bohannon was uh, receiving some sort of monetary benefit from the betting or if it was simply him just providing information to someone who might've been asking for it. Um, And, and to be honest, that's not, it, it might be an important distinction in terms of a law and we can get into that later, but in terms of his contract and in terms of NCAA rules, both of those are prohibited, whether he's actually betting on it 
or whether he is providing information to a better, his contract does not allow either. And NCAA rules do not allow either. Um, and so I don't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but in both cases, it was bad for him. It obviously is worse if he is profiting off of it. And, and beyond that, it's certainly worse than that if he was not only profiting off of it, but making decisions in his role in game or otherwise that would, um, you know, benefit him from a betting standpoint, but obviously potentially hurt his own team. Mike, uh, I imagine this is a really tough story to report because it is, it is complication after complication after complication, but have you guys been able to go back and analyze that game uh, in question in Baton Rouge and see if there were any sort of questionable decisions that uh, Coach Bohannon made during that game? So I think what everybody's kind of focused on, um, you know, really from the start, has been the, the pitching change before the game, which was, by all accounts, legitimate, that Luke Holman had, you know, back tightness and uh, was scratched an hour before the game. And, you know, with baseball in college, it's there's no spread on the games. And so really how many runs are scored, you know, there's no over-under either. So how many runs are scored, uh, what the final score is, really doesn't have an impact on the game. It's just the, the team you bet on win or not. Um, and in this case, you know, so there's a money line, I think it was minus 245 on LSU. Um, and then you have an hour before the game, you have this pitcher scratched. And, you know, what did that get reflected in the betting line? You know, because these things are so... There's not a lot of betting activity on them. Uh, I, I don't believe there was an impact to the betting line, but obviously there's an impact to the game because then you're starting a relief pitcher, and the chances of Alabama winning the game in that case go down, um, and it becomes easier money to bet on LSU. Um, in that case, you're betting on a favorite, so your profit margin is not huge, but you're still getting your money back if LSU wins, and you're getting a little bit on top of that. So um, it's... You know, it's it's tough to say, but it, it does seem like it, it has to do with the, the pitching matchup. And, you know, and I think I was doing a different interview today. We we're kind of talking about, you know, in-game decisions. You can look at really any of them that are questionable and, you know, might raise a red flag in terms of was that influenced by a gambling uh, aspect of it. You could also say Brad Mohannon just was not a great in-game coach, and he was still fairly inexperienced as a, as a head coach. This was only this is his first head coaching job. This is was his sixth season. So, um, you know, it's not Buck Showalter out there managing a game. It's, it's someone who's still fairly young at it. And um, every bad decision, every poor managerial decision might not have been nefarious. Mike, where does Alabama baseball go from here in terms of looking for a new coach? Do you see them, uh, you know, basically promoting from within, giving the interim coach a chance? Or do you see them uh, doing a lengthy search and trying to find a, a guy nationwide? And I'm sure this is pretty unprecedented, but have you personally heard of anything remotely close to this kind of situation? No, I, I can't think of anything. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the NFL has had a couple betting things come up lately with Calvin Ridley and then uh, you know, the Lions players more recently, including James Williams. And, you know, they're, that league is making an example of anybody that, uh, 
even remotely engages in that. And I, I think the NCAA, if they have an opportunity to here, given their investigation, probably will too. Um, but in terms of, you know, the coach, you know, right now it's Jason Jackson. I think part of that is going to depend on there was a lawsuit that was filed uh, about a month or two months ago by a former pitcher that named Brad Bohannon, but also named Jason Jackson as pitching coach and named a trainer uh, saying that the former pitcher had an injury that was mishandled. And so if that lawsuit, you know, it goes against Jason Jackson, it, it becomes harder, I think, to hire him as, as a full-time coach. And at the end of the day, I think the best look and perception certainly is powerful in, in this instance is probably for Greg Burns to look to the outside um, and, and find someone who's not connected with Brad Bohan and who's not connected with the current program and, and try to start fresh and, um, quite frankly, from his standpoint, sell that to fans that you know there's been a clean slate and there's been a change of leadership and what happened before isn't going to happen again. I think that's a tougher sell when you're, you're keeping someone who's already been on staff. Uh, we were talking right before you came on the show about what the other student-athletes on campus do. We know that baseball players were not made <clears throat> available following Alabama's win and a big one over Vanderbilt. But do you know of uh, anything that they've they've handed out to other athletes commenting, other coaches commenting on this situation? I mean, the message from, you know, has been that there's no evidence of, um, you know, student-athlete involvement. And, um, you know, it, it's tricky, too. I, and I'm in my 30s now, but I think, you know, for kids that are 19, 20, 21 years old, it's it's more acceptable. It's more uh, of a social norm to be involved in sports betting. Um, yeah, you know, it just that those things didn't exist when I was growing up, the apps and DraftKings and FanDuel and all that. And it's, it, I think it's certainly infiltrated um, younger people more. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's happening to the baseball team, but I'm sure if you go to any frat house at Alabama, there's probably some sort of DraftKings or FanDuel or activity happening there. I mean, that's just, I wouldn't be surprised. That's just how college males are. I mean, that's that's something that's common. So um, to be around that on campus all the time and, and to still follow NCAA rules and not be, A, involved in it at all, and B, not provide information to anybody involved with it, I'm sure is difficult. Um, but again, by all accounts, that's something that the players have followed. So, Mike, where, where do we go from here? Um you know, how, how do you, uh, you know, keep reporting on this story, if you can reveal that? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big question is, you know, from a, a legal standpoint, I mean, there's there's going to be two branches to this. There's the, the rule aspect, and uh, the NCAA kind of has red meat in this case. I mean, that's, that's an organization that is, you know, wanting to stay relevant. Um, I think NIL-wise, they have difficulty – um, investigating a lot of those infractions. And um, this is more clear cut. This is something that the NCAA can probably sink their teeth into as um, a clear infraction and can start the process of, of going down whatever road that is. Um, so that's one aspect of it. And then the other aspect is for Brad Bohannon. I mean, there's, there's federal laws in place that um, obviously prevent point shaving. And we've seen FBI investigations. We've seen, Tim Donahue as an official uh, faced charges on the federal level um, for impacting games because of his betting. And again, if there was, you know, managerial decisions or something that can be proven 
um, that impacted the game, then that could very well be a violation of federal law. And that's, you know, the, the other aspect of this that I think, um, you know, we'll be looking into and we could hear more about. You are so kind with your time. We're going to let you go because I know you're working on another piece as we speak. But we appreciate your availability, especially in uh, such a tough time. Uh, AL.com, how do they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Mike Rodak. Yeah, it's been a busy week for sure. Yeah, it has. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. Uh, you've been listening to Big Men Sports, brought to you by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Matt, Christian, Lars is going to be back. Uh, uh, we're going to wrap it up, try and wrap it up on a little bit of a lighter note involving two NFL quarterbacks, and we'll share that with you uh, right after this break on Big Men Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. One. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The sky mostly cloudy. The high today, 75. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow warm, a mix of sun and clouds. A chance of scattered showers and storms. The high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on Big Ben Sports, wrapping things up here on Friday afternoon. Guys, we've had a hell of a show. I'm just going to reach out there and say it right now. Joined earlier by Dean Hallman talking about next week's golf tournament, Regents Classic, and uh, then Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart. Just recently, we were able to hook up with Mike Rodak and get more information on Brad Bohannon. But uh, we've all seen social media go crazy about Aaron Rodgers being in New York City. 
He has so far attended one Rangers game and two Knicks games. He was seen sitting side court with uh, last year's defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. And they were all making the joke that Sauce didn't know who Jessica Alba was. But in a post in the last couple of days on social media, Gardner called Aaron Rodgers his chaperone. I just think that's, that's pretty funny, given their difference in age, because Rodgers is twice his age. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is actually, uh, from a just a PR standpoint, is handling this perfectly. Yeah. I mean, he's just trying to blend into the New York sports scene, um, you know, going to uh, the being seen at the garden uh, and just, uh, you know, supporting the different New York teams and um, just enjoying New York City. I mean, New York City to me is the greatest city in the world and there's not even a close second. Well, maybe Paris, but New York City is just phenomenal and he's embracing it. Um, and he should while he can, because uh, we all know how quickly the New York media can turn. Uh, certainly, um, uh, Christian's father is very aware of how yeah. quickly the New York media can turn on you. But, I, you know, Christian, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is, is just like I said, he's just handling everything the right way so far. I mean, not like he's being asked to do too much, but. Um, you know, everything these days is, uh, is, uh, picked apart and analyzed. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, he's doing all the right things. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I, that I see right now is he looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. He's, like he's having fun. He's embracing his new teammates, his new, uh, location, um, and he's just making the most of this opportunity. It seems that he might have just needed uh, a, a new change of scenery and a, a, a new slate, and maybe that's what he needed. Um, he seems he seems happy right now. I think that's what I'm getting at. And I, I think as long as he continues to embrace it, um, he treats the people there well, um, and you know he he doesn't uh, get on the wrong side of, of the, the media, then. I think it could work out well for him um, because, again, he's definitely a very intriguing person, very different kind of person. But I believe, believe it or not, I feel like he actually could win over the media there by him being so different. And, and um, if, if he handles it the right way, I think if he if he manages it the right. Um, and, and there's not too much friction between the two, I, I think they could end up really enjoying him, especially if he has success, because I think we all yeah. know. Uh, winning solves a lot, right? And yep. if he goes up there and he's having success, they definitely are going to love him. But I think they'll embrace him even more, obviously, um, if he's transparent with them and and, um, it, and has a great relationship. But, yeah, I think he's doing it the right way. Uh, my dad probably can speak better on that because uh, Charlotte's media probably is nothing like the beast that New York's media is. But <laughs> I'm happy to see that he's, he's doing well. And I, I really am curious to see how those guys do because, again, I'm – very close with C.J. Mosley. Uh, he's basically the quarterback of the defense up there. And uh, they have they have some guys on that defense. I'll tell you that. And they, they have some young guys on the offense side of the ball. They just didn't have the guy under center. And now they do. Um, so I definitely think they're a team to watch. They definitely have um, some challenges ahead in in, in their division, uh, you know, in, their, in the AFC. But um, 
you know, you got Aaron Rodgers now. It's time to make it happen. Christian, how do you uh, – just real quick, Matt. Uh, Christian, how how does Aaron Rodgers go about winning the team? Like, does he go and, and uh, you know, ask like CJ – and other team leaders like out to dinner or is it just something that has to happen organically by being yourself? I would say both, Lars. Um, uh, believe it or not, and it sounds cliche, but those off-the-field activities that you do with your teammates, that really does strengthen y'all's bond and form um, an even stronger camaraderie. It really does, whether that's uh, the D-line all going out and getting – uh, stakes together or, you know, the, the defense getting together and going paintballing, uh, bowling, right? The, as silly as that sounds, that really does strengthen these bonds and it brings guys closer together. Um, but I think with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, at the quarterback position, um, you just got to take command. You know, guys are already going to give him respect because of what he's accomplished in the NFL, right? This isn't just some rookie that just got there and who's having to prove himself. Um, Aaron Rodgers is proven, right? It's just a matter of fitting in with his guys getting comfortable with those guys. Um, and like I said, they're, they're already going to have level of respect to, uh, for him, but he can further that by doing things with these guys outside of football. That's why you see him going to these games with Sauce Gardner. And you can see and hear it in Sauce Gardner's voice when he's talking about him. Uh, he, he looks up to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. They, they have a great relationship. They're probably two vastly different guys. But just, I mean, you just see that interaction of them courtside, right? That That alone already brought them together. And so small things like that builds that up. And the more you get out on the field, you know, throwing the ball with your receivers, um, you know what I mean? Building that chemistry on the field. And then again, just like we were saying, winning will win over the media. When they get out on the field and they see him making these throws and they see him doing these things that he does, they're really going to get behind him and rally. I mean, I look at it like when I've been on teams and, and we get a new guy on the team, obviously he solidifies himself by just being himself, you know, being authentic. But also, when you see him stepping up and making plays, you have no choice but to rally behind him, right? Like, so for instance, like when Minka comes in, right? Minka was a year or two younger than me. Uh, when a guy like that comes in, you start seeing, you know, how talented, how talented he is, how bought in he is uh, to the program, the process. Um, you have no choice but to respect guys like that. And uh, you start welcoming, in, welcome, welcoming him in because you see that, hey, he aligns with us. Um, you know, he, he's he's one of us pretty much. And uh, I think that's pretty much what you do, Lars. You just be yourself. You be, you know, don't try to be somebody you're not. Um, you go out there and do what you do and ultimately do the little things off the field to kind of grow that bond and chemistry. And then ultimately everybody comes together closer. All right, gentlemen. I hope you all have a, a nice weekend. I know Lars is going to be busy. I'm still hanging out on the panhandle here. And uh, I unfortunately, I think I brought rain down here. So everybody, uh, everybody in Panama City hates me right now. Uh, anyway, uh, Christian, have a great weekend. You got any plans? Go watch some more baseball. Yeah, I'll probably watch some more baseball, Matt. Uh, really enjoy doing that. And I, I saw Joe had asked me, do I know Jessica Alba? Uh, uh, yes, I do. Uh, Trust yeah. me. I know, I'm very well familiar with it. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. All right. Y'all too. And thank Take you. Care. Aiden and all of uh, all of our crew back there tied 100.9. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's see. There's the business.